Blog Talk Radio. Archangels, Ghosts, and Bigfoot, oh my. It's just another night for Supernatural Girls. Real stories, real answers to life's biggest supernatural mysteries. And now, for another exciting interview with paranormal experts from this world and others. Here's your host, paranormal researcher Patricia Baker, on the one, the only, Supernatural Girls. Welcome, everyone, to another exciting episode of Supernatural Girls Radio. I'm your host, Patricia Baker. I'm here with my co-host, PK, Patricia Kirkman. How are you doing tonight? Absolutely fabulous. I haven't melted yet. <laughs> are you still over 100 degrees out there? No, it's, but it's still hot. It's just steady hot. And we haven't wow. had a break. Oh, my but goodness. But they keep saying it's going to get better. Yep. Uh-huh. Okay. I don't trust them anymore. <laughs> I don't either. They can't predict like they used to. Too many surprises. No, they certainly can't. Or they're predicting they just aren't going to tell us because they don't want us to get mad. <laughs> <laughs> that might be it. I never I thought of it that way. Too. Yeah, they're not taking any chances. If, they, if we right. play dumb, maybe it'll go away, but it doesn't work that way either. No, not very well. So tell us what's no. going on. We have intensity being ramped up yet again, so what do we have well, to look forward to? Actually, everything is a little crazy, and I'm just going to call it crazy because this month has been a review of the entire year, Okay, all wrapped into one. Mm-hmm. And it deals with the details of things and people being angry and uptight, fearful. Uh, it deals with health and well-being. It deals with all aspects of that. And people are starting to act a little squirrely again. Sorry, folks, because we're getting a little information here that uh, Arizona is now Versada and Grada in New York State, so we're not allowed to go there. So we're seeing different things in different places. Excuse me, and no one is really sure of how to react with any of these things. But mm-hmm. the four months that we're in universally deals with health, healing, details of things, and angers. And we're seeing a lot of people being angered by situations that they can't control. The best thing to do if we can't, take that deep breath, look at the base and build a stronger foundation. By building the strong foundation, we can get through this. Think of it as going through hurdles. And next month is going to be an eye-opener. It's going to be good in many respects. But right now, it's let's clear the deck and just get rid of being uptight about things. The details are there. Health issues are there. So look and see what we can do to make the most and the best out of what we've got laying around. And I do mean laying around because nobody wants anything to happen quicker than we all do. Circumstances are crazy, but we're going to have a change within a week. So if we hold tight, ride it out, it'll be good. 
Yeah. You know, September is such a transitional month. There's always a lot going on, it seems, in September. So. Oh, yeah. Good and advice. And this month particularly, so, because it deals with the endings of things. And like I said, the key of everything I'm going right now is it's like loose cannons. Mm-hmm. People are uptight. They've been pinned in, kept pinned down, whatever you want to call it. And it hasn't been a pleasant thing for anybody. But remember that we're not the only ones going through it. Whoever you meet on the street or bump into in the store, everyone's going through the same thing. So remember, a smile goes a long way. Getting that smile, and a lot of people will walk away a lot happier. They won't yep. know why, but just that feel, that feel good, that's important. you got to dig deep for that happiness. <laughs> oh, for sure. And then share but it. Well, thank get you. A brain. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Well, I do have a paranormal story that really took me by surprise. I have to share it. I posted mm-hmm. it on our Facebook page. So everybody, please go visit us there. Give us a like and follow there and on Twitter. This is about a UFO invasion that took place in 1973. This was a new one on me. Now, this took place in Delaware County, Indiana. I'm just going to give you a very short version because we've got a great guest tonight do we yes, not we do okay joe gallenberger is going to join us in just a couple minutes but first i'm going to just give you the short on this one because it just was so shocking again 1973 <clears throat> started on october 9th now this is this a little sleepy area nothing really went on there of any significance nothing that was newsworthy and all of a sudden at 10 o'clock at night the emergency services switchboards all lit up with hundreds of phone calls from scared residents reporting mysterious UFOs in the night skies. So the police received all these calls. Officers went out to investigate, and they saw blinking red, white, blue revolving lights, often hovering near the ground. Meanwhile, an airfield in Fort Wayne picked up an anomalous radar signature and the incident left officials in the area in a state of panic, wondering what all of this was. So that's the beginning of this story. Now, it just continued with just all of these people, a flurry of hundreds of callers from the entire region continuing to report bright lights. One woman reported that they tried to abduct her baby, Others reported that a UFO landed on her farm and had killed two of her cows. And oh it, it just goes on and on. And yet I had never heard of this story. Had you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a new no, one. not at all. I'm a amazed. new one that's old. <laughs> so anyways, yeah. they never, ever got to the bottom of what this was. But one of the most startling things that happened is that there was a helicopter. And without warning, this UFO showed up in front of them with a piercing green light, like a searchlight, and it lit up their entire interior. And the helicopter lost control. Very frightening. It sent them into a spiral towards the ground, and their radio had gone dead. Luckily, they were able to get the aircraft under control again, but they said they would never ever forget seeing that UFO, having the green light hit them, and almost dying. 
So it, just a lot of different stories that were reported to the authorities. And again, you have very reputable and credible witnesses like this. Uh, the mayor himself saw the UFO and reported it, talked about it to the people. No one ever came up with another explanation that made any sense. So go to the Facebook page, everybody, and take a look at this. It is quite the UFO story from 1973. Isn't it amazing how many things have transpired, but we're only getting bits and pieces of it, and then all of a sudden reality sets in and they're going, well, it really did happen, didn't it? But I think everybody's a little leery and fearful of, of saying what they see or what they think because we have to admit people could be very cruel if they don't believe what we're saying. That's for sure. It's like the attack dogs. Yes. So, But with all the witnesses that they had, still this is a new story to me, and I wanted to be able to share it with everybody tonight in our audience. And, again, you can go read the details of it on the Facebook page, Supernatural Girls. It's all there. So we are talking tonight about one of our favorite topics, and we haven't had anybody on the show to talk about this in great detail other than Yuri Geller. And actually, we did have Lynn Buchanan on who talked a little bit about this, but psychokinesis. And and here we have an expert, an author, a clinical psychologist with us tonight, Dr. Joe Gallenberger. Now, he is a clinical psychologist with 30 years of experience as a therapist, In 1992, he began to investigate psychokinesis, the ability to influence matter using the energy of directed consciousness. This unique energy is useful in healing and manifestation. Now, this is a new one for me, too. Gallenberger scientifically confirmed PK in university laboratories, and he has taught PK in over 150 workshops, such as his Inner Vegas Adventure where students achieve dramatic healing, strong influence over dice and slot machines, and many mm-hmm. powerful manif- manifestations at home. Now, Dr. Gallenberger is also a trainer for the past 28 years at the Monroe Institute it created, and here he is. He has also created his own programs there, the MC2 program to teach PK energy healing and manifestation. Now, he also has a great website, thinkcreation.com, and he has there a home study course in manifestation and CDs and MP3s that you can purchase and listen to. And I got one of them last night, and it's tremendous. So take a look at thinkcreation.com. Now, Dr. Gallenberger also uses the casino, you'll love this, as a classroom. He also has a book in her Vegas, Creating Miracles, abundance and health and he reveals how mind energized by heart influences our reality well dr gallenberger joe welcome to the show thank you patricia and pk i'm glad to be here with you tonight this is exciting this is something that has fascinated us for so many years now there's a long history with psychokinesis can you give us a little background on this and some of the research that has come through with, actually, you said, from China as well as Russia involved in yes, the so, um, research. There's a good book, uh, Chinese Super Psychics by Paul Dong, and they recruited children before puberty, uh, and they would bring them into special schools, and 
encourage them to think anything was possible. And the reports would be the the kids would be able to break sticks from a distance of a couple hundred yards using their mind, uh, things disappearing from vacuum-sealed jars and going in somebody else's pockets, the teleportation, um, many different things. Uh, the U.S., uh, some people would look at this as part of the remote viewing, remote influencing programs government had at certain points. And university labs uh, like Ryan with Duke University and then um, uh, <clears throat> PEAR, P-E-A-R, Princeton Engineering Anomalous Research up at Princeton was where I first got involved. And they did a study, say, with 12.5 million trials, and they got significance at a million to one by chance. And uh, now it's being continued out at IONS, uh, Institute of Noetic Science out in uh, California, and also uh, University of Virginia and the Rhine Center uh, in North Carolina. So there's quite a bit goes on. The summary data now would be what we call a Six Sigma event, meaning this would not occur in one in a billion times by chance. So the labs have transitioned from tr looking to see if this was real to now mostly studying how it might work and how one could make it uh, more powerful, more consistent. Uh, so it's got a long history. Russians uh, were involved, other countries involved as well. Gosh, so it's it's been researched, it's been proven that it works. Is the key getting these children to accept anything is possible? Is that the key to doing and learning PK? There's two real keys. A lot of people will telekinesis and psychokinesis and PK all mean the same thing. And a lot of people will define them as affecting matter with your mind. Uh, I don't look at it that way. I look at the mind as setting the intent, like a steering wheel in a car would sense, uh, set direction. <clears throat> but the car goes nowhere without gas. And in the uh, PK situation, the best gas would be very high, open, loving energy. Um, <clears throat> and then we get things like uh, in the MC Squared program, the home study course in creation that you mentioned, uh, we get uh, being able to affect slot machines and dice, uh, growing seeds in our hand where we get root growth of an inch and a half in about two minutes, uh, lighting light bulbs with our energy, bending metal, all those kind of things. And the, why I get interested in it was we know the statistics for dice, for example, so we can really measure what's happening compared to chance and know we're not just making it up. Um, and so it's very studyable. And the one reason to study is that it seems like it's the same energy as used in energy healing and also in manifesting things you'd like in your life. Uh, so it has a lot of practical application besides the science lab and getting a free drink in a bar because you bent metal in front of somebody. <laughs> well, that's cute. Again, this is this is something that I am trying to understand from a couple of different levels because you're talking about it 
in terms of training people to open their heart and find a, a certain level of direction with energy through that. I've also known people who could affect matter when they were really angry. So have you seen that also? Yes, but we don't tend to um, use that energy because we're looking for an energy that would be positive psychologically and spiritually over the long haul. But I've had people report, I was so angry I could break glass and then a rock will come up and break their windshield, for example. Or folks where computers or watches or other things begin to malfunction when they're they're very angry. Um, the best I know, because a lot of this is secret, in government programs is they tried to use this for less than positive things. The people practicing it uh, did not enjoy doing that. They either became ill or they found their powers weakened within that. If you stay on the positive with the loving energy, then it seems I've been doing this almost 30 years now, uh, that it can grow and grow and get more uh, strong, more consistent over time. So that's why we use the positive. But any intense emotion, um, you know, one of the things that some people think might be a PK thing would be if a, a child was under the wheel of a car and the mom sees that, comes out and picks the car up, probably she doesn't have enough physical strength to do that. Right. Uh, so angels or her uh, PK ability or something is operating. Mm-hmm. But in general, you know, um, you want to go from the positive. I had one time when I was cutting the lawn on a riding mower, and uh, I looked down because I felt something in a copperhead snake had wound its way up to my knees. Oh, my and, God. And uh, in the next second, I was a 1,000 feet behind the moor. So I think oh. I uh, teleported, but I don't want to play with snakes to do it again. So we, <laughs> we stay with the positive kind Why? of thing. Yeah. And, uh, and that's plenty, you know, plenty good to get the energy going. Uh, we see this spontaneously in the, I've done 99 Vegas adventures out in ca- casinos in Vegas, and we've had uh, people wake up the second day of the workshop pain-free from post-polio syndrome for the first time in 20 years, uh, you know, lots of manifestations at home, other healings. So um, it's uh, we use, some people want to know what the heck you're doing in, in a casino with this. We, the reason we use that is the feedback is so quick. Um, if we're all around a dice table, for example, we get tables reserved just for us, and we're in our heart, and we're one with spirit, grounded to the earth well, uh, we get rewarded with money within seconds. If you go into greed, fear, ego, the money's withdrawn. So much like treating a, training a dog to sit, we can train someone into a more enlightened way of living, or you're living from the heart, from feelings of oneness and positivity. And uh, the feedback is so quick there, you catch it. Where in real life, you know, you could think negative for three weeks before you get a cold, or you could be thinking positive to bring in your soulmate or the ideal career, and it might take six months to bring that in, and you can get discouraged. So the, the casino gives us clear statistical feedback of how we're doing. So that's why we go out there. 
That makes a lot of sense. And also it makes sense to teach from positivity for a number of reasons. But what I've noticed with the people that have this ability but it manifests uh, during an anger situ- angry situation, they don't seem to have the control with it. Yes. Right. So it just erupts. You know, it's like I saw a chandelier swinging at one point and then another point where my friend just blew out a transformer for the entire area. Um, yes. She got really angry, but again, it was it it didn't it wasn't something that she could call upon at will. It was just when she got really mad. It was yes. out. And who wants so, to be really mad all the time, right? Exactly, and, yeah. and plus, then you don't have the control, so that you don't have it when you need it or want it. It's mm-hmm. more just there as a I guess like a nuclear explosion. <laughs> to the yeah. Answer. So one of the things I did is. I went ahead and tried to distill 20 years of experience in this into a 35-minute meditation that, Pat, you listened to, um, Patricia, last night called Liquid Luck. And we used the model from Harry Potter where he was developing a potion uh, for having a wonderful day with synchronicity, serendipity. So I used that image and into the... In the meditation, you imagine a container, and into it you put happiness, feelings of abundance, gratitude, compassion so that you get out of ego, uh, praise for the world, feelings of good fortune, love, and uh, those kind of feelings. And then after you've listened to it a few times in meditation, if it's raining hard and you're going to Walmart and you want a parking space in front of the building, you just think, uh, okay, I'm going to take a drink of my liquid luck, and you recall all those positive emotions, put out what you want, and you tend to get it. So when that exercise came out, within weeks, we had enough stories for a whole book. So we got a book called Liquid Luck, the Good Fortune Handbook that goes with that meditation exercise because in the first few weeks we had people um, sell houses that have been on the market for months in one day, uh, guys solving invention problems at work that had been bothering the team for three years. I know one lady, I think it was Canada, had been looking for a four-leaf clover for 60 years or so. She found one the next day, had people win $1,000 lotto tickets for three weeks in a row, all kinds of stories when you can move into that very high energy and get out of fear. My favorite saying, and it's really appropriate in COVID, is fear is expensive, love is priceless, choose wisely. Mm. So you uh, you really want to, uh, at this time with all the changes that you got mentioned at the beginning and changes coming up with election and all of that, um, to stay out of fear and create some real positive things for ourselves and our grandkids. Well, I have to say, the liquid love meditation is the best, the absolute best meditation I've ever listened to. And believe me, I've listened to hundreds of them. Well, thank it's, you. Oh, it's wonderful, Joe. And I highly recommend it to everybody in the audience for a number of reasons. One is there is a tremendously powerful flow to your meditation that you designed. It just You just feel like you're flowing on a river. It's beautiful. And it does use Hemisync, right? You're using the Monroe Hemisync in this? Yes. uh, Hemisync is a trademark term 
for a binaural beat. And uh, in the um, Liquid Luck meditation, we use the binaural beats as well as some other special um, meditation technologies uh, that are good at stimulating what we call gamma waves in the brain, which are associated with healing, psychic states, those kinds of things. But that's one of the reasons the uh, technology in there allows people that have never meditated before in their lives to rapidly, within 10 minutes or so, move into deep relaxation and then into higher energy states uh, during the meditation. So I'm glad you liked it. It's been popular. <laughs> it, uh, I was on another show this morning at 3 in the morning. Uh, so with what often happens after that, Amazon is sold out of Liquid Luck books for the moment. But if you go to liquidluckbook.com, you would go to my website and get, be able to get the, web, the uh, exercise as well as the book on uh, liquidluckbook.com. And you do have this available in a CD for purchase. Yes. Or as an MP3 download. So I did yes. the MP3 download. I'm so glad I did. I listened yeah. to it twice so far. I just Good. love it. I don't like it. I love it. It's it's just tremendous, very well done, and very powerful. Of course, I have the utmost respect for Bob Monroe's work. worked for him myself many, many years ago, and the work is still valid today. So I, again, highly recommend it. And if you want to go and purchase it tonight, go to syncreation.com. That's S-Y-N-C. C-R-E-A-T-I-O-N dot com. You can just download it and start listening to it right away. Highly, highly recommend it. It's yeah, great. I will mention it's better with headphones. All of these technologies are based on putting different tones in each ear, and so with headphones the effect is more powerful, and all you need is private time kickback for about a half hour, and you're there. It's just great. Sounds now fabulous. you have... It is, and PK, you got. To, I'm going to send you that link tonight, so you can go out and get it. Now, you have other meditations. I noticed I didn't have time to listen to the other ones, but you did have some samples on your website also, so people could hear them for a few moments. And what are those geared for? Yeah, so the newest is uh, four or five different medicine meditations under what we call the Heart Series with us talking already about love in the program, a lot of people go, okay, but I don't know how to get my heart open. So they all uh, use the brainwave technologies uh, to help first open the heart, and the first one is healing heart to heal yourself into full potential, uh, not just a sore knee, but you know, into your full spiritual potential or psychological. Second one, abundant heart, where after your heart is open, you listen to what your heart would like to manifest, which is often a different list than your ego. So ego may want a Mercedes-Benz, and your heart may want you to contribute more to others. Uh, mm -hmm. Third one in that series is called Ocean Heart, and it was developed uh, around the time of all this turmoil in the world to be able to face starving kids in other countries and political unrest and all of that stuff and not shut down and instead have a wide open heart. So it uses an image of a heart as a vast ocean of love and say, um, uh, Patricia, you're coming in my life, you'd be 
like a hand into water, no resistance, fully enveloped within my heart. And then if you left, my heart would go back to complete, like water goes back to complete, perhaps losing a drop. And that's helped people with loss. Um, I developed it as uh, after my brother's suicide, in fact, mm. uh, to handle great loss. And But people are reporting it's super useful for these COVID times and other times of agitation. And the final exercise in that healing series is called Forgiving Heart because I began to realize that you can go only so far in raising your spiritual energy before you need to look at what you need to let go of. Um, And so if you've been wounded and you're still holding on to that, um, it holds your energy back and keeps the wound going. And uh, forgiveness is something easier to say than do. So the exercise is designed to help you do that well. Um, There's another one called Abundance Waterfall that would be you're walking along a mountain path. You see a waterfall, and that represents all of your abundance, and you can bathe in that waterfall. And then if you would like, um, parts of the waterfall might be colored gold for money, green for health, blue for spirituality, whatever you like and you can see a different part of the waterfall increasing. And I had a a lady, for example, she had been diagnosed in the U.S. as terminal with MS, and uh, she went over to Russia. They wiped her whole immune system and reloaded it, and she listened to Abundant Waterfall for 40 days, imagining herself sitting in a waterfall of health, and she's doing fabulous, and she attributes a lot of that to the Abundance Waterfall as being a a great way to activate her healing energy. So there's a a good variety there that people can try for less than 20 bucks a pop. And then we have an extensive home study course with three coaching hours with me. Uh, If a person really wants to go deep and uh, into what might be blocking abundance uh, and learn a a lot of ways to clear those blocks, and to move into higher and higher energy, kind of as a lifelong yoga of greater and greater heart energy. And so there's quite a few offerings there and free tips and on abundance and free tips on PK and energy healing. So uh, the website, Sync Creation, is a good place to take a look at. It's a great website. And, and again, I can't say enough about the one that I did get to listen to, uh, Liquid Luck. It's just fabulous. So Take a look on the website, everybody, and see what you're drawn to. Again, as Joe mentioned, a lot of choices there for you. Now, with PK for, like you mentioned, children breaking sticks with their mind or Yuri Geller bending spoons, how do you teach somebody how to do that? I mean, along with the belief that it can be done, how do you teach somebody? Yeah, so... You um, you hit the first important thing. You look at beliefs. So say if somebody's holding nothing good comes easy, no pain, no gain, it's going to be hard for them to heal pain in their body instantly. Um, so we're looking at the belief. A lot of people that listen to shows um, like this would describe themselves as seekers of wisdom and you know new information. Well, wouldn't you rather be a finder? Finder is a different energy than seeker. Yes. Yes. Okay? Yes. So we we were looking at beliefs, 
And meanwhile, we're meditating often for um, two or three days, uh, four or five times a day, getting a culmination of higher and higher energy going. And we're clearing any fears, um, any feelings of lack of deservingness. When people first join a workshop, they say, oh, I'm afraid I'm the only one that won't be able to bend it. But when you look deeper, they're actually also afraid they will be able to because to do so changes your belief system about yourself, your power, the world. And ego doesn't like change necessarily into the unknown. So we're looking at um, that kind of stuff. But once energy is built up, um, we usually demonstrate for people. So if by then they have learned to trust me a bit, and um, they give me a spoon that they've had so they know it's not a fake one, and they see it before their very eyes, then they know, hmm, it's possible. And then we instruct them on how to bring energy up through the earth into their heart, energy from spirit into their heart, out their hand into the metal, for example, or growing seeds or whatever it might be. And um, often by... A day or two later, we get 100% of people being able to do this. Kids actually have an easier time than adults because they're more wide open and believe things are possible. But usually seeing someone else do it is a great way to inspire you. Um, Does that make sense? It does. So you get a good result, 100%. When you're teaching in these groups, does the same 100% yeah. apply when it's a one-on-one? Let's say you're teaching one person, or does the group energy really make that kind of a difference? Uh, more of the person individually building their energy. Groups can help with that. But, yes, you could teach a person if you took that time. When we do a, uh, we did a survey of 60 people taking the home study course, for example, and I think it was over 97% of people reported success on their own at home. Um, if they follow through sequentially with the steps in the course. So um, there's um, ability to do it. It's a funny thing, you know, working for your, with yourself, it can be easier to get your own act together than a whole group of people. Mm-hmm. So um, when we go out to Vegas, we're meditating as a group. We, have, yeah, we agree on our targets and those kind of things. Um, but let's say you had a group and then they're all saying, oh, I feel very comfortable with everybody, all is one, and then you try to order a pizza, you could take a half hour to argue whether it should be vegan or meat lovers or <laughs> nobody likes anchovies but two people. And, you know, so group group coherence, so cohesion is uh, kind of interesting. There's an experiment I did at Princeton called Art Reg where – the computer is picking pixels from one picture or another. So zeros, pix- pixels from the cat picture, ones from the pyramid picture, let's say. And your goal is to bring the cat out. And so you, I used a lot of Monroe techniques um, that uh, I've learned to project energy. And the kitty cat locks in, and the result statistically was 30,000 to one by chance. Now, you put those pictures on a screen in front of an audience, and I remember the one we did was the earth and the dolphin. So the first thing is the group has to pick which one we're going to do, and the group decided on the earth, beautiful picture of the earth in space. 
So the earth is coming kind of clear, but fades, and the dolphin comes out and fades. 20 minutes until we're exhausted. And so we asked, what's going on? A couple of people said, well, I tried it the other way to see if I was more powerful than the group. Other people said, well, I felt sorry for the dolphin that we didn't pick the dolphin. (laughs) And it was hard to get that coherence of intention. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. So that's the next step is when people start using these tools and they bring them into their family and their smaller community and then larger community. When you do that and you have a group coherent, we've had reports of a group of 300 people clearing a lake of pollution. Uh, One guy I worked with, his family owned big farms out in the Midwest, and he could raise the nitrogen content of the soil just with his energy. And imagine the world with no need for nitrogen fertilizer. Uh, Mm -hmm. So I'm excited about the next 10, 20 years because we'll know more about it and also start applying as a group to things. Um, That's really uh, exciting. Yeah, we could create some miracles. (laughs) Oh, gosh, yes. We need those. So in all of these years that you have worked with people, trained people, and researched this topic, is there anything you've seen that you found just so startling, so surprising, either one person and their ability or something a few people did together, anything like that that just had you shaking your head? Some of the things we've done in Vegas have been that way, but knowing statistics. So um, a seven is the most common number on two, pair, uh, two dice, right? comes up, you can get a five two two five six one one six three four four three, And other things like a 12, you can only get one way out of 36 combinations. We've had people roll 48 numbers in a row with never rolling a seven. And uh, statistics really climb on that. Um, there was a height of a fountain experiment I did at Princeton where fountains uh, bubble by hydrodynamic law, which is random. So the column height of the water keeps changing height by random if the water pressure is constant. And uh, they said, make it high, Joe, for 15 minutes, low, 15, leave it alone for control. And um, uh, so I used uh, kind of an extension of my aura around the column of water uh, for the high condition to support the water, and then from Monroe, you might remember the energy bar tool. It's kind of like a Star oh, Wars yes. lightsaber. Yes. And I imagine <laughs> slicing the water with that for the low condition. And I got a Z-score of 12.97, where 1.96 is 1 in 100 by chance. It's an exponential scale, so it was off the charts. But the thing I like the best is the healing. When um, I was working with a woman in her 90s up in Canada, and we asked her what she would like in healing. She said, oh, I'm, I just love life. Everything's fine. We pressed her. And she said, well, you know, I'm very hard of hearing. And we sent energy, and within three minutes she burst into tears. She could hear the birds singing outside the window. And wow. uh, so, so those kind of things really, uh, I love to see those. Um, I guess. How wonderful. That yeah. is fantastic. Now, when you talk about using this for healing, you you really have struck a nerve with PK and I. This is something we love to explore. Is this something that you can do for people when they request it, or do you pick 
people to do this for as a research project? How do you do this? I I don't, uh, you know, take calls to be, quote, a healer, but we'll do this in the context of workshops or home study, teaching people to really be able to do this for themselves, but sometimes with a little bit of catalyst. And I will say, you know, illness is mysterious and sacred a lot of times. My mom, uh, she could do the New York Times crossword puzzle in ink. The one thing she didn't want to do was lose her memory, and she did and was in a rest home with Alzheimer's. And uh, so when she died, I, I contacted her and said, well, Mom, what was up with that? And she said, well, I couldn't figure out a good way to get rid of 60, 70 years of religious guilt. Your dad and I had been married 64 years, and he had more to do on the planet. And if I died suddenly, it would be a shock. So being in the rest home for a year gave him time to learn how to cook and clean, make new friends, adjust to me not being there. Mm. And so my death was more gentle to him than if I had died of a heart attack suddenly or something. And all of a sudden, Alzheimer's looks like an elegant plan. So when we send healing, and even if somebody requests it, consciously they may want one thing, but we always do this for that or something better because we don't know from a higher self perspective what is the best outcome. Does that make sense? It does, absolutely. And, yeah, we had uh, Jerry Sargent on the show a couple months ago, and he talked about something very similar to what you just said that there was somebody he was working on for healing, and they died. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's like, was that a success or or not? I mean, it's like the operation was a success, but the, the patient died. And yeah. same thing where they made contact afterwards, and it was exactly what she wanted. And mm-hmm. so, but sometimes it's shocking to us as yes. people working yes. on them or help, trying to help them. It's like, well, you're right. What is the best outcome? What are they trying to achieve here? What's the goal? Mm-hmm. And what's their path? Yeah, they so may be I, I like learning, you, you know, that they have use without having to perform anything. If they've always, you know, been the mom and the family or the dad and always doing something, all of a sudden they can receive love without, uh, quote, being useless themselves for a while. Uh, in their maybe in in the performance kind of things they used to do, uh, so there's a lot that goes on in the healing dance. That said, we can take this out and tease it into a laboratory where they'll have a uh, container filled with bacteria, so they know there's a million bacteria in this jar, and they can put an antibiotic in there, and they know within 20 minutes, 97% of the bacteria will be dead. Okay. And then they can take another vial, the same amount of bacteria, and they'll have healers protect that. And then they'll put the uh, the uh, antibiotic in there, and more than half of the bacteria will still be alive when the other vial they're mostly dead. So that's a good experiment because there's no placebo effect, and yes. you can measure very precisely the, just how many bacteria survive, for example. So these are the kind of experiments that are going on now. Uh, they can send energy to pl- uh, pristine DNA, and they can watch the DNA transmission of signal and it relax and uncoil under positive emotion. Under negative emotion, the DNA kind of coils up and stops being very efficient in transmitting uh, information. 
so we're we are doing a lot of things even at a level of you know quantum stuff and DNA stuff to see what might be going on in healing besides suggestion which can be very powerful placebo which can be quite powerful as well and we're getting some interesting results now, I would think that you'd also be able to do this with animals and, and then it, it wouldn't placebo wouldn't be an issue either right yes definitely um We've had animals in healing circle that uh, thinking of two dogs that were not in very poor health, but they were going to need to move from Virginia to Oregon. And um, it was interesting because the circle was maybe 20 people, and the dogs walked in front of every person and sat down as we worked with them for about 10 minutes. And they had a wonderful trip across country, and they were in much better shape. Um, and so... Um, even the hemisync, the brainwave audio signal, works with any animal with two hemispheres. So they use it to help racehorses relax, uh, cows for milk production. And Lori Monroe, Bob Monroe's daughter, had a um, special place in her heart for animals. So she developed a animal shelter in Virginia. And when they put hemisync in over head, over speakers into the animal rooms. The amount of barking went down, illness went down, aggression went down, and the animals did much better while they were in um, foster care, if you will, waiting for homes. So, um, yep, works with animals, both the hemisync and also healing intent works. This is great. Well, I want to take a short commercial break here and then come back and let's talk a little bit more about what you do at the Institute. Also. Okay, be glad to. So, all right. So, everybody, stay tuned. You are listening to Supernatural Girls Radio. We have an expert with us tonight on psychokinesis and manifestation, Dr. Joe Gallenberger. And we're going to come right back and continue this conversation. Stay tuned. Pure essential oil, specialized mineral and a revolutionary anti-aging technology. Astridian combines the best of all scientifically proven ingredients in easy-to-use creams, lotions, and concentrated serums. Astridian's advanced line of products take your skin to a new level of being healthy and beautiful. We offer a variety of collections that address all your skin concerns. The Essential Anti-Aging Series treats and moisturizes your skin for a long-lasting, younger look. The Multivitamin Series promotes healthy skin with high-quality vitamins and minerals. The Sports Series restores skin from cellular damage and stress. Astridian also offers a revitalizing solution for hair and a professional series for doctors and medical spas. Visit astridian.love today and begin your new journey to healthy, beautiful, youthful skin. Astridian, beyond your expectations. There are a lot of psychics out there. How do you decide which one is right for you? You look for someone who empowers you, who's practical and spiritually connected, who says, here are your opportunities, here are your challenges, and here's a way to deal with them, and then gives you your own toolbox to make your life everything you want it to be. Hi, I'm Corby Mitleid, and that's how I work with you. As a certified professional tarot reader, 
I've helped thousands of people for over 40 years through my toolbox. Cards, past life retrieval, numerology, spirit guide conferences, and mediumship. Whether it's career, relationships, finances, or your spiritual road, together we can replace your confusion with clarity. And you'll probably find a little laughter along the way. Visit me at CorbyMitlai.com to find out how to cross your bridge from fear to fearlessness and fly. And tell me you found me at Supernatural Girls for a special gift with your reading. Corby Mitlide, the practical psychic for catching your tomorrows today. Find me at CorbyMitlide.com. That's CorbyMitlide.com. Your property tax bill. Have you seen it lately? It's frightening. Your property taxes are going up while your home value is going down. It's time to fight back and win. For the real truth about the property tax system, get Attorney Pat Quintilian's book, Are You Getting Screwed on Your Property Taxes? How to Find Out and How to Fix It. Attorney Quintilian answers all your questions and gives you the facts you need to fight a property tax bill that is spiraling out of control. You'll also read about what happens to property owners who don't check their property records, only to find out too late they're taxed on square footage, fixtures, and even buildings that they don't own. Is this happening to you? Learn your rights. Buy Attorney Pat Quintilian's book today. Are you getting screwed on your property taxes? How to find out and how to fix it. Available on Amazon.com. Are you frustrated with endless mantras, affirmations, and processes that promise to align your life with your dreams only to find yourself years later in the same space where you began? Do you feel like you must be doing something wrong because nothing seems to be working? Don't you just wish that someone could shift your consciousness for you and your life could align with your desires without all the effort? Well, your wish is about to come true. Hi, I'm Carrie Cannon, and I have a gift that allows me to align the consciousness of others to be in harmony with their dreams. The best part is, it requires no particular effort on your part. Upon listening to a consciousness alignment, people have reported instant energy shifts, financial windfalls, soulmate connections, healed relationships, physical healings, and more. To gain access to a free trial offer for my entire Manifesting Miracles library of consciousness alignments, go to commandmiracles.com now for details. Again, that's commandmiracles.com for information about our free trial offer. That's commandmiracles.com. Welcome back, everyone, to Supernatural Girls Radio. I'm your host, Patricia Baker, here with my co-host, PK, and our expert tonight is Dr. Joe Gallenberger. We're talking about psychokinesis and manifestation and all kinds of topics that fall right under this, some of our favorite stuff. So, Dr. Mm -hmm. Gallenberger, please tell us more about the Monroe Institute and what you do there. Yes, I've been a trainer there 28 years and took their premier program that most people take first called Gateway probably about 30 years ago. And uh, I've trained about 10 weeks a year up there. I'm a clinical psychologist by trade. I had a practice for 30 years in town. But I go up there uh, for those 10 weeks a year. And um, when I went to my gateway, it was the most profound week of my life till then. 
and I love the place. I did a lot of out-of-body as a kid, and Monroe Institute is kind of famous for helping people reach that out-of-body state. But what I loved about there is there's no dogma. You can go up there and be a Republican, Democrat, atheist, Buddhist, uh, fundamental Christian, what have you, and uh, you're received with respect and no beliefs are thrust upon you. It's a designed for you to do your own searching and turn your own beliefs into knowns. And they use a technology called Emisync. Uh, now they, it's called Monroe Audio Sys- Systems because they've added to that binaural beat things called spatial angle modulation, which is uh, good for inducing gamma waves in the brain, which is associated with psychic uh, things, PK, healing, that type of thing and other special sauces that allow people who have never meditated to, within 10, 15 minutes, relax and then begin to expand their consciousness or their awareness. Um, So the Institute was challenged by COVID because they have very small groups. Their maximum is 24 people a group, yet they've done, I think, 30,000 people over the 40 years. Um, They have people doing these workshops around the world, some on West Coast to U.S. as well, Canada and Vancouver. Um, But with COVID, that all shut down, and the Institute used their creativity to bring all those programs into a Zoom format uh, over a 13-week period. And since then, um, so they closed uh, March 19th, I guess June they began. I've done five programs as trainer for them on the Zoom format. Um, One of the last ones we had, we had two people from Australia, one Thailand, uh, Austria, Switzerland, England, Ecuador, Canada, U.S., so an international crowd across 17 time zones, and we meditate together, uh, putting on headphones, uh, talk about what we're going to do before we do it, share afterward what the experiences were. And uh, the MC Squared program, which I developed for Monroe, which has the metal bending, healing, growing seeds in your hand, even an inch and a half root growth in uh, two minutes, uh, all of that is happening on Zoom. And the program is about half price, the residential, because you don't have food, don't have transportation and board, you know. So uh, it's a whole new audience for them. Yeah. Now, I just had a... A question comes through, Joe, yeah. about the cost of it. So there are people texting me saying, well, I might want to do that. How much does it cost? Do you know what the cost is now for that virtual program? Yeah, <clears throat> I think the virtual now for a five and a half day, full days, you know, nine in the morning till six at night, um, is at the moment 1295 where I think the residential was around 2000 plus your travel. And... Um, the the good news is one of the things they did with COVID immediately was starting put in, putting on their website, which is MonroeInstitute.org, uh, free free meditations that are 10, 15 minutes long. And they've had over 200,000 people listen to those free meditations over these last couple months with COVID. They also had a master class series. I was in one of those where uh, the trainers talk about some of their areas of expertise that was free. They have some programs that are two or three days long that uh, if they're not 
uh, what we call live, meaning you're all together at once, but you can do it at your own pace. Those might be three, four hundred dollars, and then uh, they have some uh, two or three day long programs live on Zoom that may be a f- couple hundred dollars versus the uh, twelve ninety five for the full week, week kind of long program. Well, that's a nice wide variety. I mean, from free all the way up to twelve ninety five. So. Yeah. Definitely, everybody, check out the website and see if there's something there for you. Uh, certainly, the free meditations would be great. Have you think is very powerful, and as you say, it has a new name now because you've added some new technology to it. But mm-hmm. I remember it from years ago. I don't, I'm not going to tell you how many years. <laughs> before your <laughs> time, Dr. Galberger. <laughs> well, since I was there 30 years ago, we'll have to say 30 plus one, right? right. It's almost like being 29 years old. <laughs> Sounds yes, I, it, it is a very powerful system, and and Bob was such a genius in putting it together the way he did. And yeah, again, my daughters I have to used it you. when they were four or five years old, and they've been using ah, it since. No yeah. kidding, that's the time yeah. to do it. Well, your voice sounds very much like Bob's in the mm. Liquid uh, Luck CD or MP3. I was very struck by that because Bob had a very interesting voice. It was very, very calming, and your voice is just so similar to it. Mm-hmm. So it's a good match for what you're doing. Well, thank that's you. for sure. Thank yeah, you. great. Everybody, go get that one. Liquid luck. You're going to be so happy you did. And I have another question for you. Sure. We've had a number of guests on the show, including Yuri Geller, who talked about the fact that their ability to move objects with their mind came after a UFO experience, either an abduction or some type of a light beam that hit them from a UFO. Have you heard this before? Yes, I have. And um, my philosophy is quite different. I feel this is a natural ability we have, just like we have natural intuition. Mm -hmm. Um, But natural doesn't necessarily mean easy. What do I mean? Let's say sleep is natural. And how you go to sleep most nights for most people would be you have the intention to go to sleep, and then you let go of that intention, you think of something else, and you're asleep, okay? But if I said, okay, I'll give you $10 million to fall asleep on television in front of an audience of 50 million people in the next half hour, you wouldn't be able to because now you're efforting. Now your ego's there counting how many more minutes do I have left, right? <laughs> and TK is very much like that. It's natural, but anything that would raise fear or get your ego activated, will get in the way. Um, Many people have some natural PK when they're young, and then their parents get a little freaked out. Uh, So they uh, notice that and they bury it. So we've had reports of, you know, somebody's babysitting and they go up and they're hearing a thump upstairs and the kid is levitating the ball off the bed and thumping when it hits the bed again or... A uh, grandmother was watching a magician with her four-year-old grandkid <clears throat> on the floor in a, in a uh, stage place um, and where the magician was on stage. And she felt something. She looked down, and the kid was waving his hand around her shoelaces, and they were dancing because the magician on stage was dancing with rope. Um, oh, And yet most times when parents see psychic ability in kids, they go, yikes. And uh, the kids often will bury that. Um, Again, the Chinese I mentioned, they would get kids before puberty. And then some kids would continue, but a lot of them would lose them as they got to be 
puberty. My daughter went to Monroe Institute for Gateway when she was, I think, 13, maybe 14, and went to three three years in a row. But when she came home, she'd say, I don't want to tell any of my friends. They'll think I'm a granola bar. That's how she put it. <laughs> uh, so uh, all of that's going on to say it is natural. Like playing the piano, everybody could probably learn how to play Happy Birthday mostly. But there would be different levels of talent. The same with PK. I know Yuri, for a while, he claimed ET, and then he'd claim another thing. He was 17 when he came over, and he went to a lot of uh, university labs here, watched with high-speed cameras, master magicians watching him, and um, passed those tests. But then it seemed to kind of get to him a bit, and he... He uh, sort of went away from that and went into more of his remote viewing skills. And remote viewing PK often go together. And he would do oil and gas drilling uh, locations, things like that, for his favorite charities, which were children's hospitals. Uh, but Yuri was an interesting fella. <laughs> uh, but he did claim it kind of a specialness. And I, I think uh, that might be an ego trap uh, for many people. And I don't. I see people from. I had one guy. I think he was 97 years old. Come out to Vegas, and he did fine. And uh, we have, you know, all the way down to kids. Um, men and women do equally as well. Sometimes women have an easier time with the let go part, mm-hmm. and men have a little more to- easier time with like yelling bend on at metal. <laughs> uh, so there's a little bit of personality and differences that way, but. By and large, both from the feminine you can do this or the masculine very strongly. Well, that doesn't matter. Then there's there's no particular sex that does better one over the other. That's interesting. No. Well, I know also this this came up in Yuri's interview, and I'm trying to remember the exact thing he said, and I'm probably not going to get it totally right, but he talked about this light uh, in the sky, and mm-hmm. he was in the park across the street from where they lived. But the interesting mm-hmm. part was this. He had the experience with the light following him. Mm-hmm. Many years later, I, there was an officer in the Army that actually had been at the park that day and saw it happen to him. So mm-hmm. that was the, the most interesting part of the story, I thought, is that years later, this witness turned up and said, I was there, this is what I saw, and it just confirmed uh, to him, what had happened. So, yes, and for him, you know, what we do see often is there's an op- there's something that's an opening psychically. It could be a near-death experience. Uh, after that, people have easier time uh, knowing things, uh, telepathy, um, uh, out of body, many different things. Uh, it could be something else, but often there'll be. Uh, some things that we call near-death experience going on or a, or a, a ET uh, sighting, those kind of things. And when energy is high, uh, the guy, I can't remember his name, he was an ER physician in our area for a while. He takes people out and helps them meditate and get in, in these loving oneness states, and then they often report more UFO activity. There's been a lot of that at Monroe when people meditate. Um, I saw some interesting lights, broad daylight, off the 24th floor balcony 
in Vegas when we had just finished a meditation and I walked out on the balcony to get some air and three lights came real close and stood stood there for a long time, meaning uh, probably 30 seconds, and then took off in in an impossible way for an aircraft. Um, And uh, when I worked as a clinical psychologist, Sometimes when I'd be done with uh, psychotherapy with somebody, whatever their symptoms were, they'd say, well, there's one thing I haven't ever talked about because I think you'll think I'm crazy and you'll put me away, and they would describe an abduction experience or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, I know enough about sleep paralysis and out-of-body states that uh, I cannot be certain when somebody reports uh, certain things, whether that was in a between sleep and awake state or what went on. But uh, sometimes there'd be follow-up. I can think of this one lady I had had in therapy who said then she was felt like she was taken away but came back and was pregnant and then taken away a few weeks later and lost the, uh, the fetus. Uh, and so she felt, you know, there was some correspondence in life. But as a scientist, you go, hmm, Maybe all that could be psychological. We don't know. Uh, but things lately you mentioned, uh, I think before we got on air, um, right as the show started, that report uh, uh, that came out. Now, of course, there's reports coming out from military pilots and other things uh, admitting to activity that for a long time was just described as weather balloons. So right. my mind is open to it. I uh uh, I, I don't know. Uh, you know, it's not as provable as some of the things we can prove in laboratories, but a lot of things can't be proved in laboratories, including love. <laughs> so. Right, right. Now you talk about the gamma waves in the brain being activated. Yeah. Is that one of the most essential things that create a PK experience? Um, <clears throat> from my point of view, uh, the brain is like a radio. Uh, receiver. Okay, it's receiving signals, and I think we have centers of intelligence in the gut and in the heart and in the brain, and they all combine with our spirit to equal mind, if you will, that survives physical death. So it's sort of related um, to it, and uh, getting the activation correct so that you would have a clear intent within the mind uh, and that intent is say taken and moving moving through the intelligence of the heart activating the emotions tends to be when you'd see the strongest PK mm-hmm. did that make sense? yes it does it, it absolutely does well and then there's been a lot of work by heart math yes and yes. so you're familiar with what they're doing also to try yes. to train uh-huh. people mm-hmm. uh, they actually have a little device now but of course, yeah. I had to purchase because I'm a, the queen of devices. The EM wave machine. <laughs> they had they one had called the EM wave that would be colored lights, but my ego would get in the way saying, oh, I got seven red ones before I want the blue <laughs> ones. And what I liked is they had a feedback device uh, that you put on your computer, and the picture was black and white. And as your heart got coherent, pale color would come in, and then stronger color, and then fairy dust and more magic would be added to the picture. And that one really helped me with the heart training. 
Oh, uh, see, that's that's something that I didn't get to see because now they just have a device you clip onto your earlobe. Yes. And yeah, it's an app, and it, it just tells you, you know, by sound and color how you're doing. Mm-hmm. It's a very interesting training, and again, yeah. that it, it just seems to all boil down to this: is your heart open? Is it connected? And all of these things manifest from there. So mm-hmm. the mind, as you've described it, is simply, like you called it, a steering wheel. This is the direction we're going in. Is that correct, then? Do I have this right? Yes. And, you know, and um, uh, I'm going to fudge a little bit because higher mind, if you will, comes in, which would be connection, say, through the crown chakra to spirit. Um, for some of the deepest healings and things, people will feel like they open themselves to be a conduit or a channel for great high healing energy to come through them. Um, And in some of the PK things as well, people will report that uh, they were allowing themselves to be a conduit for great energy for, for good purpose. And uh, so with PK is results driven, uh, you know, the experiments we do in labs, uh, like University of Virginia, they had me doing 48 seconds of PK on, 48 seconds off, 48 seconds on for 100 trials where you're wearing 128 lead EEG on your head, which each one of those leads is a little pin that they put in your scalp, not through the scalp, but, you know, it pricks a little bit. And so that's, and all there is is a gray box, and you don't know how you're doing. Um, Now, that's contrasted to when you're sitting in front of a slot machine. What I do is I think of my mom and dad who have passed and my two brothers who have, who I deeply love, and I'm in a loving state uh, kind of talking to them in spirit, and I have a goal that my mind is set like a royal flush in hearts. I know that's 160,000 to one by chance, and I've gotten it on the first poll, uh, wow. but I'm in this loving state um, mm, and very high energy state that I would I would say also includes higher mind as well as heart. And it's a choice. I know it's so difficult for people today, and I know, PK, you've mentioned this at the beginning of every show, how challenging these times are and how cranky we've all, uh, we can get. But it does boil down to this choice, right, Joe, in terms of are yeah. we going to get reach for that higher rung on the ladder? Yeah, so I listened to down. a woman yesterday on, on uh, I think she was on Facebook, very inspired speaker, and she said, look, a lot of us are thinking of this darkness as death, and how about we change it to think of the darkness as the darkness of, of the womb before birth, and when you're going to be born, what you need to do is remember to breathe, and then push. <laughs> and, uh, and so her image was we're being born from the darkness that's occurring right now into light if that's what we choose to do. So you have this choice. In COVID, you know, my creativity is up 100%. I got a, a, a part of a, a nine-series uh, docu-series on human potential called Superpowers, uh, I think it's superpowersfilm.com is the website that's coming out in January. We're oh, working wow. on a video game and a board game for expanding consciousness, uh, you know, working with Monroe to get their programs going. So you can sit home worrying or you can say, let me get creative and let me contribute in some <laughs> way. 
and that can be the smile you mentioned, uh, you know, the generosity of that, a kind word. Uh, gee, I'm sitting here doing nothing. Let me let me give a nice, kind phone call to somebody I haven't talked to in a good while, or or might be feeling isolated. And um, you can see on a small level people being kind to each other, at least in my area, and I'm sure all around the world. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you just got to get out of the hypnosis of the news. <laughs> and uh, yes, build that stronger foundation. Yes. Yes. Yes, exactly. Right, PK and Joe. Yes, that's that's what we need to do. And again, all of what you're teaching and your audio programs are all geared that way to help us to make better choices and to connect with our hearts. But here's another question for you. When you do your research on PK um, with brainwaves, et cetera, what are you finding? Are there dominant types of frequencies that you're seeing? that are associated with PK? Uh, This is oversimplified, like when somebody says, oh, a theta state is useful for meditation and alpha. In fact, uh, in the brain, there's probably 30 different brain waves going on in various parts at all times. Uh, But you're beginning to see a predominance, say, with hemisync of uh, left-right hemispheres uh, pulsing together in a certain way. And within that, then, the gamma waves in the temporal lobes seem to be associated with uh, PK type of states, um, but it's not an exact correspondence. <clears throat> like when people go out of body, somebody may have one brainwave pattern look and another may have another. So it's not exactly corresponding, but we're uh, when they've had the EEG on me, for example, they see some of that gamma that they talk about. My license plate is Gamma Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that would Great. be kind of cute, and uh, uh, and so we we're looking particularly in that gamma stimulation area. Before that, you're wanting to see um, lower brain waves like um, delta, like you usually have in sleep, indicating mm-hmm. the person is very very relaxed. And then paradoxically, with that gamma comes in, which is a higher level. Uh, higher frequency than our usual beta that we're in, our, in during our awake state. So it's uh, almost paradoxical that you would be <clears throat> kind of very activated and relaxed at the same time. Um, but they are, they're learning more and more on it. Um, we're looking at energy fields. Monroe Institute recently has built a copper room and so they measure a few volts off of people's bodies uh, once they've been grounded. Um, and then if you bring a healer in there, you may see 40 volts. Down at Rhine, they have a room that's completely black, just very few photons in the room. It's so dark. When a human comes in there, there's more photons. But when a healer comes in there and projects light, there's a terrific increase in the amount of light in the room uh, yes, from no source. Yes, we've had some, actually, yeah. Ed Edwards. Uh, oh, okay. there. Yeah. And Ed's yeah. been on our show a whole bunch of times. Yeah. Um <clears throat> mm-hmm. so you know, he was yeah. we were all talking about that also with one of the researchers. I guess he said Ed produces millions of photons where like I would produce mm-hmm. maybe, I don't know, ten thousand or something. Uh Ed's up to uh-huh. millions and consistently up to millions. Yes. Yeah. That's so, incredible. What so great they have fun. that room so, to test. 
Yeah, so we're not just looking brainwave, but looking at energy fields <clears throat> and um, and heart math, like you mentioned, is uh, quite central at looking at that area. Um, and so it's a very exciting time. I think in the next 10 years we'll know more uh, what scientists call a smoking gun, the, the chain of causation, uh, mm -hmm. a little bit more of what's going on neurophysiologically. Um, but uh, my suspicion is those are correlates to what's really going on in the heart and in the spirit. Well, this is very exciting, as you mentioned. And we do have a caller who has a question, uh, area code 917. I'm going to bring them on the air to ask their, their question okay. for you. So hang on. Hi. Who's this? You are live on the air. Oh, I was just actually listening into the show. And do you have a question, or are you just listening? Yeah, I uh, have a question. Well, you know what? Since I'm listening, let me just ask a question. <clears throat> so uh, oh. the okay, I have a question. I think it's about the psycho. It's called psycho kinesis. Kinesis. Okay, what is that exactly? So best definition of that would be that you're affecting physical matter, reality, with your your consciousness, meaning your intention plus your energy. So that may be like to take metal and have it bend where it would not bend by physical force. It could be to grow seeds in your hand in a few minutes. It could be to light a light bulb with your energy. It could be to uh, affect the results on a slot machine or dice rolling. It could be, in my opinion, sending energy into a part of the body for healing, um, those kinds of things. Does that help? Oh, yeah, it definitely helps. Okay. Okay. All right. Great. That helps. Well, thank you for okay. your question. Thanks for thank calling you. in. I'm going to put you back in the mute room. Okay. And let's see. Another question. This is 804. Hi. Hi, uh, Patricia. Wonderful show again. This is Hugh. And, uh, Hi, Hugh. I have a divine gift of what I term creative utilization of information, and information is uh, power, and uh, depending on how you utilize it, positive and negative. So I'm wondering if he's done research into transforming economics, politics, education, religion, and more based on what I've said or if he'd be interested in learning more about me I know you can uh, tell him about me too yeah, so you so, want to know uh, if, if psychokinesis and manifestation techniques can be used to affect these other institutions we have yeah I think um, yeah uh, as best I understand the question uh, yes I would say you know you start with yourself and then immediate family then small community uh, though some events, um, like after 9-11, there are random number generators around the world, and they went into order versus random uh, even 15 minutes before the event as a billion people thought about the same thing. So a billion people thinking about world peace and without fear but with love could have a terrific effect. Uh, they've done smaller things where they have meditation in a city uh, by a large group of people and they see the crime rates in the city go down, for example. 
we uh, mentioned clearing a lake of pollution, raising uh, nitrogen contact in fields, uh, content in fields. So I think these things can be done with group consciousness um, if we can get coherence of goal. Um, so, you know, a town might get all excited about opening up a new theater or rest home or school, and part of that manifestation is all those positive energies coming together. If it's highly positive, usually things fall in place easily, the best architect, best prices, things are on timeline. If there's a lot of debate and politics involved, then you would be, it'd be likely that project will be slowed down, cost overruns, hassles, those kind of things. So the more we get our act together as groups and community, uh, I think the smoother things go, the faster things can go, and we can change things uh, politically, sociologically, uh, environmentally. And over the next uh, 50 years, that might come in real handy for us to be able to do that. That makes sense. That's well, wonderful. I have the strategies to do that, so that's Good. why. Well, thank I'd love you, to Hugh. connect with you. Thank you. Okay, I'll pass it on, Hugh. Thanks for your call. All right. Yes, thank you, Hugh. This is a fascinating topic, and it does have so many implications, as you just addressed. So is your favorite, would you say, of all the topics in, in terms of how PK and manifestation can influence things, is it healing? Would you say that's your favorite? Yeah, if you use that, yes, I shouldn't say yeah on the radio. Yes. Uh, <laughs> if uh, Okay. It's a little late at night uh, because of that 3 a.m. show oh, today. That's uh, brutal. I don't know how you did my, it. My, my mom on the other side said, don't don't say yeah. So I'm going to say <laughs> yes. Um, the, I, I would put this only cravat in there of healing, meaning healing into your full potential. So not just you know, fixing a sore knee, but really for all of us to heal into our full potential as humans is really exciting to me um, because I think we are not even a tenth of the way where we could be in terms of being miracle workers uh, and being able to create the kind of heaven on earth that uh, we'd love our grandchildren to live in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes that makes sense. That's that's nice mm-hmm. to hear. And also, I mean, has any of this work ever been used to find cures for certain illnesses? That would be more in the remote viewing area. And again, okay. they go together. Remote viewing, just for audience if they don't know, would be being able to get any information you want without regard of time or distance. So you could go to the future, and some people do that looking at what might be there. Uh, Joe McMonagall is, I think, one of the world's best remote viewers. He was remote viewer 001 in the government program. He might, um, he's working with drug companies, for example, where he will look at their experimental design and psychically also uh, figure out if the protocols that they're using are absolute best and the data they will get will be clear. Um, because there's a lot of experimenter effects, for example, or places where intention can come in and distort results, and that's you're very careful within that design. Um, 
other people will, you know, they wake up in the morning and they have a new invention. And that may be the invention might be a cure in the medical area um, if they're opening to psychic content, if you will. Um, so I think um, people are working in that area. Um, some to look for what we would call cures or help in the traditional medicine criteria. Others that uh, are non-traditional. Um, and you see a lot of that in Europe, more than the U.S. in terms of like for cancer. Um, they're more innovative. And much like uh, executives in successful companies, are, if they take a test, are often found out to be quite psychic. Uh, the, mm. the most creative researchers, I would suspect, um, if you put them through psychic testing, they would also rank very high. They would probably just report following their gut or being intuitive, because most people in you know high executives or researchers don't like to run around saying I'm psychic, but they right. would be willing to say, well, I got a hunch or I followed my gut or something like that. Yeah, something a little more acceptable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it means the same thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Right. Well, without the burn, you don't burn at the stake. <laughs> I mean, it's an interesting thought how this could be used for drug development that is really geared towards curing rather than just treating symptoms. Because as we all know, Big Pharma loves to treat symptoms, Mm -hmm. and then we can create more symptoms in another direction. So they have clients for life, whereas a remote viewer or a group of remote viewers may be more interested in something dedicated to an actual cure. Very Yeah, and even there I would soften belief because I've met researchers who are so dedicated, maybe their mom died of cancer or whatever it might Mm be, and they really want to see good results. Uh, And um, the psychologists and engineers who work in the PK area, you know, it's not good for their tenure. It's not good for their advancement in university tradition uh, because science can be kind of religion-like that way. Um, And... um, and yet I've met so many people who are very dedicated um, that I don't want to say all of, you know, all of that stuff at drug, co- drug companies is just cynically profit-motivated. I think there's pockets that we could, as a culture, endorse and help grow uh, uh, and uh, bring all these talents much better for cures rather than management, uh, you know, disease long-range. Uh, yeah. But there's a, quite a few dedicated people in there, so um, they could be considered rebels or whatever, but they're there and they're working, they're making it their life's work. Which is wonderful, yes, exactly. So there's, again, other potentials here for for the use of psychokinesis and manifestation, and as you mentioned, some of these researchers are pretty in tune, so they may be on the road to finding some things that would be very beneficial mm-hmm. to everybody, which would be great. It's absolutely wonderful. Yeah, so this is, you know, that's that belief. If we could believe as a culture, great things could come out of big pharma, maybe they will. If we believe <laughs> yeah. just more and more expensive things come out of big pharma, that's what we will create. Hmm. You know, so it's... uh 
it's a tough one to because you get so much experience in your face, but most of it is through media, and there's some distortion, you know, on whatever. Well, we topic definitely don't want to feed that monster, right? It's a yeah, for sure yeah. A big one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yes. so and it's well, been a pleasure true. talking to you guys tonight. Well, thank you so Patricia much. You know, because I think I it's no accident that I'm on a show about psychokinesis with a host named PK. Yeah, <laughs> what are the chances of that? It's a real uh, synchronicity. <laughs> so let's go through Amazed. how people <laughs> yeah, really how people can find your products and download those great MP3s. The website is sync s y n c creation dot com and you can find the home study course there in manifestation. You can find all the MP3s, the CDs, and as you mentioned, your book has sold out due to your uh, last interview on Coast to Coast. But people, you said, could find it somewhere else. Where was the website? Yeah, it'll be on my website through the Sync Creation. But if that's hard to remember, if you remember Liquid Luck, and just Google that, or Liquid Luck. CD.com, that will take you right to my website. Terrific. Well, we can't thank you enough for staying up all day long, and here we are into the night with you after your late night with Coast to Coast. Well, it was my pleasure, and uh, I'm uh, glad you guys are doing the program, and hope tonight helps a lot of people. I'm sure it will. Thank you so much. So we'll be back next week, everybody, with another great show. Next week, we are talking about the miracle of Fatima with the producer, L.A. Marzulli. He is joining us. We're going to hear what has happened and the new evidence about that event. So be sure to join us, and until then, we'll see you on the Blue Highway. Good night, everyone. Good Good night. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week for another radio adventure with Supernatural.